And thanks for tuning in today to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and my co-host this week. We're happy to welcome back Cleveland area author and pianist Les Roberts. Joe, thank you so much for having me back. I have such a great time sitting here and talking to you about music and listening to all these great recordings. Well, unless you always pick some wonderful gems for us to examine, and today is no exception. You've chosen really one of my favorite songs and classic American tune, and I'm referring to The Nearness of You, music by Hoagy Carmichael, lyrics by Ned Washington. You know, this is one of the most romantic songs of all time. Hoagy Carmichael, by the way, was such a dynamite composer. When I was playing piano, I used to do a half-hour medley of Hoagy Carmichael songs, and I never did Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, this is absolutely a very romantic song, but let's not fool ourselves. This song is about physical intimacy. Well, I mean, the lyrics of the song plainly state, it's not the moon that excites me. It's not the stars in the sky. It's not even your conversation. It's interesting me. It's so, the nearness of you. Well, yes. So I thought we would start out with an interesting performer, very, I don't know, how would you describe Eartha Kitt, Les? Eartha Kitt is one of a kind. She was a major star on Broadway in New Faces of 1948. She went on to do nightclubs and television. She had the most astonishing voice. And when you listen to her, it makes you think of a cat. But when you look at her, when you talk to her, when you sit and have a cup of coffee with her, she also made you think of a cat. She was just an astonishing and wonderful singer. Very, very idiosyncratic. I oh, mean, yeah. Just very, very distinctive. And she actually was on television in the 60s as well. I believe she was on Batman. She was the Catwoman for right. a while on Batman. Right. And when I was producing Hollywood Squares back then, she did our show many, many times. Oh, did she? She was really? just a wonderful performer. Well, let's listen to Eartha Kitt perform our chosen song for this week. This is The Nearness of You, and the lyrics are by Ned Washington, and the music is by Hoagie Carmichael. Not the pale moon that excites me, that thrills and delights me. Oh no! She almost sounds like Marlena Dietrich. It's yes, just very much the nearness so. of you. It isn't your sweet that brings this sensation oh no it's just the nearness of you So tight 
and to feel in the night the nearness of you. Why do I just wither and forget all resistance when you and your magic pass by? My heart in a dither, dear, when you're at a distance. But when you are near, oh my. When you're in my arms, and I feel you so close to me. Eartha Kitt performing our featured song, The Nearness of You, which was music by Hoagie Carmichael and lyrics by Ned Washington. We were talking about how unique Eartha is. When she comes to the line, I need no soft lights to enchant me, nobody ever sang that line the way she sang it. It's great to hear her sing that lyric. I mean, that song is very unique in terms of all standards. I mean, we're really talking about physical passion here. And to talk so specifically about that subject matter in such a beautiful, romantic fashion, it's really astonishing. Especially how long ago this was written. A Kiss was about as sexy as he ever got on a recording. And if you listen to the lyrics here very carefully, you know that this is very, very much about hooking up, as this they call is about it about physical passion. <laughs> and to say it in such a beautiful, poetic right. way and to have it be so touching and really poignant. We're going to contrast that version with another artist who is known more for contemporary jazz performances. I'm referring to Al Jarreau. You don't hear Al Jarreau do a whole lot of these types of songs, no, the standards, and he has a very distinctive approach to a song. I would say very instrumental. I've always thought Al Jarreau sort of treated his voice almost like a horn or something. That's true. And when you hear some of the Brubeck stuff that he right. gave voice to, you figure, what is this guy doing and where did he learn it and where did he develop it? Because it is so terrific. And so unique, yes. And of course, if you've ever had the opportunity to see him, 
He's a very visually interesting performer, too. Oh, he, yes. Extremely animated and goes through a lot of gesticulations as he's singing, you know, and sort of plays air trumpet and air saxophone <laughs> when right. he's trying to create these sounds on his voice. So why don't we listen to Al Jarreau do this great song, The Nearness of You, lyrics by Ned Washington, music by Hoagie Carmichael. This is Al Jarreau singing The Nearness of You.
Wow. And that was Al Jarreau doing The Nearness of You. Les, what'd you think? Well, <laughs> it was almost like overhearing something you weren't supposed to hear. It was the most intimate musical performance that I've ever heard. Giraud sings as if he's whispering, and yet he has such incredible control of his voice that he holds those notes, but they're so soft and they're so slow. He means every single syllable. That is a very, very special version. Nice arrangements. Oh, yeah. Some different chord changes. There were some different reharmonizations. Mm -hmm. He took some liberties with the melody himself, but I was convinced. He went for some notes that initially I was a little concerned with, but I was convinced <laughs> when all was said and done. He did get to show off some of his marvelous technique, that very distinctive technique that Al Jarreau has. You know, when he comes to the line, it isn't your sweet conversation that brings the sensation, oh no, and he's saying, oh no, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> that was just so daring, I think. He's such a distinctive, idiosyncratic singer that yep. he really puts his own mark on it, that's for sure. We're going to continue now with an instrumental version. This is going to be performed by a gentleman, one of my absolute favorite improvisers, and I've been very fortunate to have been able to perform with him a couple times. And How terrific. It's really been one of the highlights of my musical career, and I'm referring to the great tenor saxophonist Scott Hamilton, not to be confused with the ice skater. That's true. <laughs> he was pretty good himself, by the way. It is interesting to note that this song started its life out as an instrumental. This song was featured in a movie, The Midsummer Night's Dream, that starred Mickey Rooney. Mahogi wrote the song for that movie. Mickey Rooney, Jimmy Cagney, Cary Grant, a lot of strange people wound up doing this Shakespearean movie. <laughs> and it was only later that Ned Washington added the lyrics. I'm glad he did, because they're beautiful. Oh, and what a lyric. Yeah, yes, it's very true. As I mentioned, this is Scott Hamilton, a gentleman who merged in the New York jazz scene in the late 1970s and at the time was really quite an anomaly, really, in the New York jazz scene because he was such a throwback to an earlier style of playing the saxophone. He's one of the original great anachronisms. I mean, when Scott Hamilton came out on the scene, everybody else was trying to play like these modern players, Michael Breck or Wayne Short. Right. And here you have a guy that's embracing the notions established by Ben Webster and Coleman Hawkins. Wow. And Zoot Sims. But really just a phenomenal improviser. And as I mentioned, I feel very lucky to have shared the stage with him a couple times. You are a very fortunate man. That must have been very exciting. Well, let's listen to Scott's take on The Nearness of You by Hoagy Carmichael and Ned Washington. Again, this is Scott. Scott Hamilton on the tenor saxophone. Thank you. 
tenor saxophonist Scott Hamilton performing our selected song for this week, The Nearness of You, written by Hoagie Carmichael and Ned Washington. Joe, listening to that, you mentioned Ben Webster earlier. If you hadn't told me, I would have thought I was listening to Ben Webster playing that song. All the swoop, the whoop, and all the vibrato and breathiness. Very breathy kind of saxophone blowing. And I loved the sound. I loved the way Scott Hamilton approached it. 
I loved the piano player, too, whoever he was. That was Dave McKenna on piano. Oh, of course. I know Dave, sure. The tempo was a little different than anything we've heard so far. A little bit more up-tempo. Yeah, up-tempo or kind of like a walking ballad. You know, it's moving. Yes. It's a tempo <laughs> that would be very good for a dance floor. Sure. You know, would keep people dancing. It's not too slow. Generally, this song, when I've heard it played by jazz musicians, they tend to play it very slowly. Yes. And some of the versions we've heard today have been extremely slow. I think the Al Jarreau was really quite slow. So that was quite a contrast right there. Yes. I think Al Jarreau was taking his time and Scott Hamilton was having a lot more fun with the song. But like all great jazz players, I, I sense that Scott knew what that song was about, too. And he was playing the lyric as well as playing some wonderful things with the chord changes. Every good jazz player, every good player in any genre, when they're playing the tune, they know the lyrics. You have to. I mean, if you don't really know the song, they're all going to sound the same. (laughs) Otherwise, if you don't really (laughs) embrace the melody and know the lyrics. Well, we're going to, again, keep things moving in contrast with a new artist, a young woman that's made quite a name for herself in the last four or five years. I'm referring to Nora Jones, I'm sure you're familiar with. Of course, she's wonderful. And approaches songs in a very, very 21st century kind of style. She does have a very unique and refreshing take on it. So I thought when we return, we'll listen to Nora Jones's take on this great song, The Nearness of You. Again, you're listening to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter. And my co-host this week in the studio is Cleveland area author and pianist, Les Roberts. We'll be right back. Did you grow up in the 70s, 80s, or early 90s? Then tune in to Gen X Grown Up, the podcast by Gen Xers who refuse to outgrow the things they grew up loving. Join Gen X Grown Up each week to talk media, tech, toys, and games from yesterday and today, all through the eyes of Generation Xers. Find Gen X Grown Up on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. If you like the show, please be sure to leave them a review. Find out more at GenXGrownUp.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and my co-host this week is Les Roberts. And I'm just floating in all this wonderful music today, Joe. Well, Les, we've been having a lot of fun listening to Hoagie Carmichael and Ned Washington's The Nearness of You. You know, Hoagie Carmichael wrote some incredible songs, but for a while there in the 40s, he was kind of a movie actor as well. And those of you who know and love the film in which we watched Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall fall in love with each other to have and have not, Hoagie Carmichael played a key role as a piano player in a bar. The other one I always liked was when he was in The Man with the Golden Arm. He was Smokey, I believe. He was a piano Smokey who just constantly smoked cigarettes and played the piano. Which he did. Yeah. Unlike so many of these writers, he was a performer personality as well as tremendous writer. Right. So, as you mentioned, Nora Jones has had an interesting take on a lot of older songs. What's the Hank Williams Sr. song she did that Tony Bennett recorded? Your Cold Cold, Cold Heart. Yes. Nora Jones had a very interesting take on that. So let's listen to her interpretation of The Nearness of You by Hokie Carmichael and Ned Washington. This is Nora singing and at the piano as well. It's not the pale moon that excites me that thrills and delights me oh no it's just the nearness of you 
It isn't you, sweet conversation that brings this sensation. Oh no, it's just the nearness of you. Jones performing the Carmichael Washington composition, The Nearness of You. And that was a live recording, of course. Yeah, Les, it was. And I got to tell you, I found that a little distracting. I enjoyed her performance, but I felt like going, shh. <laughs> I wanted to tell those people to be quiet. I mean, I loved her take on it. She obviously sort of infused it with a gospel feel, you know, sort of reminded me of Ray Charles in a way, you know, sort of putting those gospel chord changes in there. Exactly. I mean, I would like to hear her sing that in a controlled environment. I'm sorry, but I don't think that the people who were in that audience that were whistling and getting that, I don't think they understood what she was trying to convey. I think you're right. I think, first of all, it's an old song. Most of them never heard it because they're probably all under 25. So they were kind of whistling and saying, come on, let's get through this so we can hear some of the good stuff. And they don't realize that they were hearing really good stuff at the time. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed her. And I loved her piano playing. Very nice. Again, I liked that gospel infusion, you know, yep. very soulful. She accompanies herself very well. She does. I think it might do well to remind everybody that her father, Ravi Shankar, was very, very much involved with the Beatles back in the 60s and early 70s. Certainly one of the great sitar players yes. in the world. Right. Ever, ever. I think it was interesting that she accompanied herself completely. Maybe she gave the band a few minutes off, but it was kind of nice to just hear one person, one voice, one set of hands on the piano, and that was it. I agree. I liked what she was going for, that she wanted to perform that song in such an intimate setting. Because, you know, I'm sure there was a band on stage there with her, but she chose to perform that by herself. And the reason for wanting to do that is to convey the serious intimacy that is being spoken about in this song. And right. again, it's too bad that people in the audience weren't able to sit back and really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it, Joe. We're going to finish, as we always do here on I've Heard That Song Before. We have a bonus song for our co-host, Les Roberts, today, and I think you're going to enjoy this performance. Oh, good. I can't wait. Well, okay. <laughs> this is a song that I'm sure you're familiar with. I'm referring to Lazy Afternoon. Oh, my gosh. I love 
this song. This was introduced on Broadway, by the way, by a good friend of mine, Kay Ballard, ah. back in the early 50s, I believe. Well, first time I ever heard it. This record that we're going to hear, as a matter of fact, I was driving in the car listening to the radio, and I heard it on the radio, immediately called the radio station. Mm -hmm. What was that? Who was that? What's the song? I had never heard the song. I didn't know the singer. And I was informed that it was a singer named Lucy Reed. And Lucy Reed was a Chicago-based vocalist. Had some stints with some of the big bands in the late 1940s, uh -huh. early 50s, but ended up just living and working in the Chicago area. Just tremendous recording. And it turns out this album that we're going to hear features the first recordings of Bill Evans, the great jazz pianist Bill Evans. Oh, he's my favorite jazz pianist. Well, Bill was stationed outside of Chicago in the 50s. And in 1955, when Lucy Reed got a recording contract with Fantasy, she went to New York. They wanted her to use some New York guys. Right. And she insisted, no, I want this guy I've been using in Chicago. And that was Bill Evans. In 1955, he made his recording debut with this singer that we're about to hear. Now I'm really excited With hear. that said, <laughs> the particular track that we're going to hear does not feature Bill Evans. It actually features another very interesting character you may be familiar with, a guy named Johnny Frigo, who was a hmm. tremendous jazz violinist later in life. He didn't take up being a professional jazz violinist until he was in his 60s. Huh. Prior to that time, he was a first call bassist. He co-wrote the song Detour Ahead, which is kind sure. of a standard that Billy Holiday has recorded, made many recordings and toured with many different artists. So it's Johnny Frigo on bass on this and Dick Marks on the piano. And I just love the mood of this song, this performance. You can almost smell the grass, you can hear birds in it. She just really creates the perfect mood for this song, and I hope you enjoy it. This is Lazy Afternoon, written by John Latouche, who wrote the words. The music is by Jerome Morose, and it's going to be performed by Lucy Reed. You can almost feel sunshine on your face in this record. Yeah. I mean, it's so... Yeah. It's a lazy afternoon And the beetle bugs are zooming and the tulip trees are blooming And there ain't another human in view But us two It's a Speckled trout stop leaping upstream as we dream a fat pink cloud 
Lucy Reed singing Lazy Afternoon, a composition by John Latouche, who wrote the words, and Jerome Morose, who did the music. Les, what'd you think? I've been seduced. <laughs> As I said, I've loved this song for years and years, no matter who did it. I had never heard Lucy Reed sing anything before. That was sensational. That was so... <laughs> what can I say about it? It was just a magical recording. I mean, it stopped me in my tracks when I heard this on the radio. Sure. I mean, as I was telling you before we went on air, I drove directly to the store and said, who is this Lucy Reed? And they got on the computer and ordered it for me because I just had one of those great experiences. Sort of the only thing that's new is the history you haven't discovered. I mean, how did I not know about this wonderful singer? I guess she was very quiet every place else but in Chicago. I grew up in Chicago and I had not heard of her. So she was probably singing in you know, one or two clubs and no place else. She probably had another career and another life going. But oh boy, was she sensational on this recording. And that mood that is created. I mean, you could really almost feel sunshine. It feels as if you were laying on a field and you could feel a hot breeze or feel the sun on your face with it. And the brook mm-hmm. trickling by and come someplace quiet where there's daisies running riot and nobody comes by it to see. Yes. Wow. Well, right, and you're not alone. You're with somebody you want to be with in that idyllic situation. Right. And I also was so struck with, that's what I would call human time. That's not metronomic time. That's not the time that comes from a click track or a metronome. Right. I mean, they are breathing. The three of those musicians, the bassist, the piano, and the singer, are all breathing together. And yes. You can really feel that. <laughs> and that creates a very special, unique mood. I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get on the internet and I'm going to order this recording myself because I want to hear it again and I want to hear more of her. Of course, Lazy Afternoon was our bonus track for our featured song today. Another song about two people alone. (laughs) 
spending time with one another. We've spent a lot of time examining the song, The Nearness of You. We started with Eartha Kitt, and then we went to Al Jarreau. We heard a nice instrumental version by great tenor saxophonist Scott Hamilton. And we finished off with a very intimate live recording of Nora Jones accompanying herself on the piano. And Les, thanks so much for suggesting this great song. Oh, thank you for having me here. This was just so thrilling to hear these five recordings that we heard today. I'm going to come back again if you let me. Well, of course, and we look forward to it. And you've been listening to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and my co-host this week has been Cleveland area author and pianist Les Roberts, and we'll catch you next week. I've Heard That Song Before is a production of the Front Porch People. Listen to more great conversations at thefrontporchpeople.com. Thank you for listening. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.